Things change from one generation to the next. Attitudes, politics, technology, even lifestyles. But when it comes to business, there's one thing every generation has in common. The pursuit of excellence. Welcome to Generation Excellence, a conversation with next-gen leaders of family businesses who are working to preserve the past and innovate the future. And now, here's the host of Generation Excellence and a third-generation business owner himself, Jamie Michelson. Jamie? At the Pure Michigan Governor's Conference on Tourism, I had the good fortune to be seated next to Martha Zender Kaczynski, fourth-generation owner and vice president of marketing and sales for Bavarian Inn Lodge, a 360-room family resort and conference center located across the wooden covered bridge, just down the road in Frankenmuth. How better to introduce Frankenmuth than the voice of Pure Michigan? Willkommen. In German, it means welcome, an offer to come and join in, something we don't hear enough of these days. Well, there's a place that's all about being welcome. Welcome to family time. Welcome to playtime. Welcome to Christmas time all year long. Welcome to Frankenmuth, Michigan's little Bavaria, where we find all the things that make time together so meaningful. It's a place of horse-drawn carriages and covered bridges, of riverboat cruises and world-famous chicken dinners, of big water parks and small-town strolls. So when we need to simplify the agenda, when we need to spend the whole day with our kids, instead of just hearing about it right before bed, stop by and feel the warm welcome of Frankenmuth, where the simple joys of life are pure Michigan. I'm so pleased to have Martha join Generation Excellence to share how three generations of the famed Zender family operate their dining, shopping, and retail family business in Frankenmuth. I think you'll find it an enjoyable experience. fascinated to kind of have read a little bit of the story of your dining, shopping, and hotel business, but if if you can kind of tell your version of, of the roots of your generational family business, and we'll go from there. Sure. The Bavarian Incorporation. We actually started my family on Mother's Day in 1928, and it was at Zender's Restaurant, and so we had my, my grandfather. It was his family, and then as time uh, went on, uh, then it became my great uncle and my grandfather that were operating the business. And then my, there was the restaurant across the street from our family's restaurant, Zenders, um, was called Fisher's, Fisher's Hotel. And it was the restaurant and they were famous for their chicken dinner. And they decided they didn't have anyone uh, in the family that wanted to continue the business. So they approached my grandfather and so then it was decided, you know, it's kind of tricky because, you know, the economy wasn't the greatest uh, at that time. And then, you know, do we buy another restaurant? Well, at that time uh, in the 50s, we already, Frankenmuth, had a, we were known for our family style chicken dinners, uh, especially yeah. in Detroit. I-75 wasn't even finished being built yet at that time, okay. but we already had a big following. So then we decided, my grandfather and my grandmother, uh, Tiny and Dorothy, they went and then they started Bavarian and Restaurant. The restaurant prior was Fisher's. So that building, um, what we operate for the Bavarian and Restaurant, has been a continuous restaurant since 1888, That's which is just mind blowing. Yeah. It really is. And yes, yes. And it's only been owned by two families. So that's, I think that is amazing in and of itself. Um, but so then we had Zenders and Bavarian Inn. 
and we were still one corporation, one company. And it was not until the hotel, the Bavarian Lodge was built and that we had to split. And the reason for the split between Bavarian and Senders, there was no feud. The brothers didn't have an argument. We weren't throwing chicken across Main Street or anything like that. Um, It was so we could get a loan to build the hotel. So we were able to get a tax-free finance loan, and that is the reason. So now there are Bavarian Inn Zender properties and Zenders Zender properties. It is confusing. Uh, Even people that have lived here in Frankenmuth their entire life um, get confused by it. And the easiest way to tell them apart is if you are in a Zenders restaurant or a Zenders Zender property, uh, it has a colonial look and feel. Zenders restaurant is modeled after Mount Vernon. Um, then if you are in a Bavarian Inn, Zender property, it has a German look and feel. Uh, we have German architecture on our buildings. Our servers, uh, we wear lederhosen and dirndl. We serve German food, uh, Kasseripken, Wiener Schnitzel, Sauerbraten, things of that nature. So, uh, but we all started um, at Zender's restaurant and then my family, we went on to Bavarian Inn and then we have since uh, grown to a few other entities as well. That's that, that, that. I, I can track that that story, and it's it's a great one. Uh, the so so the 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 founders, if you will, and the you know then then the next take take us through the different generations. And I know a bunch of generations are actually still working together in the business, so we'll get to that in a second. But kind of the the continuity of the family part of it from like what each generation is doing now exactly sure so the first generation uh since deceased um so it was my great-grandfather uh william zender senior uh and then my grandfather tiny uh his name was william but we called him tiny as a nickname (laughs) and he was not a tiny man he Uh, was an average sized man um but quick funny story about that so my grandparents both of them um they learned german before they learned english And so my uh, grandfather's siblings, you know, all knew German. Well, they had a babysitter and she was American and she had said, oh, he's so tiny in English. And all of his brothers and sisters thought that was so funny, this American word or English word, I should say tiny. And that is how we got the nickname. So it lasted throughout his life. But um, so William, uh, tiny Zender, he is deceased. He passed away in 2006. But he credits, actually, the reason that we started with the Bavarian restaurant to my grandmother, Dorothy Zender. She is 98 years young. And she had told Tiny that, you know, because we were deciding whether we wanted to, you know, take on this additional debt and this additional restaurant. And she said to him, if you would like to, I will be there and I will support you and I will work side by side with you at this Bavarian restaurant. And that was the deciding factor. So then... My grandparents, so then they started Bavarian and Restaurant. My grandmother, uh, still to this day, at 98 years young, works six days a week <laughs> at the Bavarian Restaurant kitchen. She is the best quality control um, ever. Maybe I don't know if you have to go through the Great Depression to really appreciate quality sure. uh, control and not wasting food, but the woman can make gravy from string. I have seen her do it. It's, she's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, so she still is working. Then we have for the third generation, so my grandmother Dorothy is in the second, Uh, the third generation, my mother, father, and my aunt and uncle. Uh, My mother, she built the hotel. 
Uh, and so she um, still, she does not do the day-to-day -day at the hotel, um, but she oversees for large projects, construction, as well as some of our retail stores. My father handles uh, like leasing for different properties. He's also our secretary and treasurer for the board. Right. And then um, my uncle Bill, um, he is at the Bavarian restaurant along with my aunt Karen. And my Karen, excuse me, my aunt Karen, she also does with the retail side of things. And then going to the fourth generation, my cousin Amy Zendergrassi, she is a general manager and does the day to day for the Bavarian restaurant the 1200 seat restaurant. Yep. And then my brother, Michael, he uh, is a general manager at our hotel, Bavarian and Lodge. And that is a 360 room hotel with banquet space. And then my cousin, Katie uh, Zender White, she uh, handles for our retail stores. Um, we have some at the Bavarian and restaurant as well as a complex we operate called River Place Shop. Um, it's a shop, outdoor shopping mall. Yep. And then myself, I do sales and marketing on advertising for the corporation. So I think a reason for our success is that no one is stepping on anyone else's toes. We all have our own area of expertise and we, um, we all work really well together, um, but there aren't two family members in the same department. So Great. this way, then we all can collaborate on what everyone is doing to be successful. And how often do you, as a, a uh, family leadership group, do you meet and, and uh, you know, more, let's talk about meeting and focused on the business. And we'll talk about kind of meeting as a family. Sure. So, well, we have a family board meeting um, twice a month, the second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Uh, we will meet and, you know, we have an agenda every time and we talk about the business for um, each of the different properties that we have or whatever else may need to be discussed. And of course, before and after each meeting, we talk about family stuff and what's going on and pictures sure. of the grandchildren or great grandchildren and, you know, all of those great things. Um, and then, I mean, personally, birthdays, anniversaries, you know, whatever we, we truly do. And people sometimes don't believe it, but we get along with each other. We I'm really good. like each other. And it's so funny. I mean, we don't need lawyers to have conversations with each other or, you know, for annual meetings or any of those things. So, um, you know, we get together on a regular basis. Uh, sometimes it may be from a family side, once a week, three times a week, uh, once every two weeks. It, it all kind of varies depending on what is going on. That's great. We celebrate our holidays together and um, yeah, we just, ha we have a great time. No, I think you said not needing lawyers to discuss. I mean, I think Hollywood loves to accentuate the dramatic and the complex and the contentious family businesses. Most of them operate yeah. pretty smoothly and quietly and, and without any sort of drama. Although with all of, you know, going back to continuous operations since 1888, there, there have to be a couple of stories of some things that just didn't work well or crazy ideas, uh, quote, favorite mistakes. What, what's, what's something that gets held up as a learning lesson from all of that history? Because you've well, got a lot of success. Uh, an expensive, yeah, maybe an expensive mistake there that we go. learned from. There you go. Um, so sometimes if it's the best or not, but uh, we started, it was off of Frankenmuth. When you're coming into Frankenmuth on I-75 in, um, in Bridgeport, 
Okay. And so it's just right next to Frankenmuth. And so we built uh, like a freestanding, sort of like a takeout to be able to get our family style chicken dinner. So when people were like coming from up north or they wouldn't have to come. I remember that. Yeah. Like drive the extra 15 minutes. Yeah. And so we also had a gas station. Uh, we had TCBY yogurt. Uh, so we tried to do different things uh, and bring it all together. And to like to diversify so you could still get our famous chicken, um, buttered noodles and dressing, but we had other things. So it was more of a kind of a quick grab and go, I guess, sort of philosophy along with the gas station and the ice cream and all of those great things. Um, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes you, you get feedback um, from our guests and that, you know, that they wanted it. So we tried it, didn't work out. Okay. Uh, we didn't have the traffic that uh, we thought we were going to have. We tried it for a number of years. Um, but so, but we have a philosophy, there are no sacred cows. So, you know, you try something, if it doesn't work, all right, we learn from it and we move on. So, right. you know, we learned, you know, different things and, you know, location or what do we have out there? And we try different um, ice creams, for example, or different products, but, you know, just, we found out that for that location, we thought we'd get more coming in and off of the expressway, but it didn't quite happen. So, um, then we look, so sometimes when people have asked us about franchising, mm -hmm. um, to a different state or, you know, or whatever it may be. So right now we aren't doing that because we tried it in the next town next door and it didn't quite work. So, um, but we tried and, you know, you always learn from your mistakes. Yep. Yep. And then, I mean, that idea of, uh, you know, trying and learning things without divulging corporate secrets from those family meetings. What are, what's, what are some things that you're excited about or as a family operation excited about for the future of this business? So we actually, uh, I'm hoping uh, in maybe the end of March or April, we will be able to announce. So I can't get into too much, but we are looking okay. to expand on the hotel. Great. And so that is um, with a new feature uh, that my uh, older brother, Michael, has been uh, intimately involved uh, in doing. So um, I think an area of our success, I kind of mentioned earlier, but how we've been able to go to, from the, to the fourth generation is each generation is able to put their own mark That's great. on our corporation. So, you know, it started, we had just the restaurant. Well, now we have the restaurant and the hotel, and then we have the um, shopping facility. So we continue to grow so that you're not always just doing what your mom did, what your grandfather did, or, you know, you can find your own passion within the industry or within our business uh, that you can really thrive. That's really wonderful. You're storting this legacy of a business, but making your own, creating your own legacy at the same time, each of you or as, a, as, a gener as, as family members. What are, I mean, with, I guess more operationally then, what are you, you, you all talk culturally about kind of the idea of management by walking around, right? The MBWA, I, mm -hmm. love, I love that. I, I first learned about that kind of Dave, Thomas, and Wendy's, but you do all do that. What is, what is something that you're working on improving or something either in process or technology or, again, setting yourselves up for the next gen? Well, right now, uh, and the hospitality industry has a little bit harder challenge than some of the other industries uh, with getting team members yep. um, for employees. And That's so a lot of a, things have become... <laughs> right, we yeah, met at a breakout exactly, session exactly. on attracting and retaining talent at the Pure Michigan Conference, yeah. Yes, most definitely. So, I mean, that is something where many things have become automated. 
Um, so, I mean, like you take McDonald's, for example, you know, you can go in now and you go to kiosk to put in your order as opposed to going to someone and they, you know, to make change or to, you know, punch it in. So, uh, and the reason they do that, or they did that, I should say, is because it's hard to get team members. Sure. So we're always looking from technology of, you know, what are ways that we can do to make life easier, but with us and currently I don't see us changing this unless we can get ways to park cars um, for the autonomous vehicle, how that may work. But uh, something that we strive for is always to have that personal touch and to go above and beyond. And I think that is what separates us from our competition. Uh, for example, when we have banquets at the hotel, um, my brother, myself, and my mother, um, our offices are at the hotel, and we always try to greet every single banquet, um, almost right. every single wedding, a family member, we are there uh, to make sure everything goes according to plan uh, and just, you know, to welcome all the guests and to thank them for being here and to thank them for, you know, coming to Frankenmuth and um, at our properties. So that personal touch is very important to us. And so I think uh, a challenge or something that with our industry from the team members, because it is hard, it's physical work, you know, it's not easy to make beds. Um, or when you're doing dishes and often people come to us because they don't want to do the dishes on Thanksgiving or you'll spend right, time in the kitchen. Right. So um, we'll continue um, to do that. And whenever we can use technology um, to make things easier, uh, to work smarter, uh, then that is what we like to do. We have a say, my grandfather, Tiny, uh, efficiently old fashioned. And I always like that phrase because we want to be efficient and everything, but we still want to maintain um, our culture and who we are uh, as a corporation so that when people come to Frankenmuth, they know what to expect. Uh, that family, wholesome, um, people just, they're happy when they're here and they feel good about life, which is a great thing. And we want that to continue. That's, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful concept, efficiently old fashioned. I, I can, I think, yeah, isn't that great? I think, and I can relate because we're in a business too, where technology, it, 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 all the excitement can be about technology. Uh, and, and you have to pick those things where technology makes you better and different, but where you're using efficiently, but also staying true to your roots, your core, what makes you special. I, I think that is, that is great. Uh, so clearly this, the, and I like that you're talking about, it's not about technology to replace workers. It's inability to find certain talent in certain areas. So then, then innovation creates technology to fill those gaps. So what, right. um, how, how, I mean, with, with lots of family, I mean, you're meeting two times a month. There's a number of family members across the generations. So how do you all make decisions about these small moves and big moves? So there are some things where, so for example, is my cousin Amy at the Bavarian restaurant, um, you know, I mean, day to day things or some sponsorship, you know, they'll just go ahead and handle same thing over at the hotel um, or for our retail stores. Um, we have, you know, the ability to, you know, make the own decisions, um, whether it comes from a financial standpoint, but once it is a certain dollar amount, then it needs to be brought to the board. Uh, and then okay. we make that uh, a decision um, for additional training for example, because um, usually those are large investments from a dollar standpoint, and then that would come out of our corporate um, budget line item as opposed to the individual hotel or retail or things of that nature. Um, but so we, a lot of times we give updates because 
people always, I hate to say assume, but they kind of do that. I know everything that's going on at the Bavarian Inn restaurant, but I don't spend all my time there. Right. So also it's good so that everyone is on the same page of where we are from the finances, where we are from current events or, you know, something that's happened. Uh, we talk about from healthcare, things that affect us corporately from an HR employment standpoint as well. So uh, it's really nice. Uh, and then also with our new project that we're going to be um, this spring, hopefully being able to announce, it's a great time. And we found that twice a month, um, it works because, you know, things happen quickly. And then this way, then we know, and the nice thing about a family business is you can make decisions quickly. That's I worked great. in a corporate hotel for nine years. And yes, I love the corporate dollars, which we don't have with a family business. However, it would take a long time to make a change happen. And that's not the case with us. We can make changes very quickly. I mean, we could within a day change a policy and boom, it's done. That's great. Talk about that for a second. I, you, from what I understand as a family with this, with this now experience of generations, you have some more formal principles around people getting experience outside of the business and then joining in and bringing those. So for yourself, what was your personal journey? I mean, you grew up around this business, but you've had some work experience outside of it. So you just mentioned nine years in corporate life. What, what, what was that all about? Where, where were you? What'd you do? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, we call it our family creed. And with that, um, there are, you know, different, I guess, requirements. If we would like to come back into the family business, uh, one of them is that uh, you must work for three years outside of the family right. business before you come back. Uh, all of us started uh, working at the Bavarian restaurant kitchen with my grandmother, Dorothy. Um, at the okay. age of 10, I was filling jam jars, folding napkins, uh, trimming chicken, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so uh, my brother and my, I have two brothers, um, both of them, and then my cousins and I, we all, you know, worked in the kitchen, server. We worked in every area of a hotel, restaurant, right. and retail um, that there is. And so after college, I went to Michigan State University. I graduated from the hospitality business program. And so I was like, all right, where to now? So uh, I ended up getting a job at the Sheridan Chicago Hotel in downtown Chicago. And I worked there. And very honestly, after I was there for a couple of years, I didn't think I was going to come back to, to the family business. Okay. I still love Chicago to this day. Um, but, you know, they say God works in mysterious ways. And it was the right time and right place. And I found myself, you know, talking, I always would talk the same degree of passion about my job in Chicago and my family business. I understand. But then all of a sudden, I found myself talking more passionately about my family business. Okay. And I didn't even realize it, that it was happening. And so um, we were looking at changing up some structure at the hotel. And so then I came back to the family business um, and with their like outside sales. Because uh, one thing also that is in our family creed is that no family member will take the job of someone else. We have to apply for a job just like everyone else. We get reviews just like everyone else. We are held to the exact same. Actually, we're held to higher standards um, than our other team members that we work with because we have to set the example. So um, I started working for the outside sales at the uh, hotel, and I can't believe it. Uh, my goodness, it's been almost six years now and time That's just flies great. by. That's great. That, the, the, you know, the various family members that put that creed in place and have that foresight should all be applauded because it's just, it's just such good governance. And it's, you know, there's. And actually what was interesting, I was in high school and 
so my parents and my aunt and uncle, you know, they kind of put that together. My grandfather was still living at the time, um, but they asked for our input, you know, and we're in high school and, you know, I had one cousin, she was a freshman in college. Um, but so we kind of understood the importance of what this all was. So I agree with you. Yes, it is wonderful governance. Yeah, and you, and you actually had a, had a hand in it. What would you say yeah. is, um, I mean, I both, what's an idea or something you learned that you brought in from that Sheridan experience? Because I've stayed in that hotel in Chicago, big place. And, the, and then on that, like, what's a, a new idea or something you've implemented recently besides some of the technology stuff you talked about? Or stay on the first. Uh, so there were a few things. Yeah, something because yeah, sometimes so you bring the, things you uh, do want to do and don't want to do from past experiences. Yes, yes. Well, there were some things uh, like with the computer software that we were using for our meetings and events, and we were utilizing it, but we weren't utilizing all the services. Okay. And I uh, was very intimately involved uh, with this computer program in Chicago, so uh, we've used it up in terms of working smarter, not harder. Uh, so that was something that I brought back just to make life a little bit easier for all the departments on a day-to-day -day utilizing some of these different reports or things that can be automated as opposed to we were doing a few of these things by hand um, previously. So uh, using technology to make life easier um, is something that I brought back uh, and just uh, a few of the things from, um, what's the best way to say this, how we, when I was in Chicago, it was a little different because it was a union property, um, but there are some Got aspects it. of like from positions and titles of what this person oversees. So um, that worked out. And, you know, so I'm, I'm always sharing, well, okay, from a hospitality standpoint, uh, from a corporate, this is what we did in this scenario, or this is what, you know, so just going back and forth, even I think it was maybe a month ago, um, we were talking about something and I referenced my time in Chicago of how we handled a certain situation there. Uh, or, and for example, when there would be bed bugs, all right, bed bugs, it has nothing to do with the cleanliness of a place. Um, they hop on, they're travelers and they go everywhere. Yeah. So at the hotel in Chicago, we would treat uh, when there would be evidence of a bed bug. Um, so I had mentioned this and, you know, we were talking and said, well, we want to be more proactive than that. And because we're a family business, we can do that. So we actually have um, someone come in um, with a dog. It's amazing. A dog can smell for bed bugs. Wow. And we have them come to the hotel so we can be proactive um, because you don't know if there's a bed bug. And often, hey, they find nothing. But maybe they find one before a guest comes in. And then we right. can uh, clean that room thoroughly. Um, so it's just ways of learning from other, even other industries besides what you have um, that just benefit uh, everyone as a whole. Yeah, that lifelong learning. And I'm thing. sorry, I forgot the second part of the question. Well, I think you kind of talked about that with some of the technology that you're implementing to make business smoother, life easier, all of that. Uh, I mean, the business that you're in, I mean, you, you got hotel, even the restaurant seven days a week, in some cases, 20, true 24 seven. So it, and, and any family business can be all consuming. So this one can certainly be that. So how do you yourself uh, get away from the family business, business family, clear your head? What are your, what are your thing, thing or things you do outside of the business? So I have a seven month old son now, and I just have to look at his smiling face and whatever I was worried about, concerned about, it all goes away. So playing with my son uh, is a huge de-stressor. 
that will absolutely do it. Uh, also, though, sometimes I will I'll call my husband, and if I just hear his voice, and I'll just talk or vent, and he'll just listen, and then I feel better. So I would say uh, between my husband and my son, that is all I need. Well, that's cool. And you've also answered the question about the fifth generation there too. So little ways to go for him to start dealing with the creed, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have my nephew uh, who is eight years old. He'll be nine this summer. And he, we have a food truck. It's called the Cheese Trap. And we make lemonades. And so he's been up in that uh, food truck and making lemonades. And we don't let him do the grill quite yet. He's not quite so he's, old enough for that. He's the oldest of what would be Gen 5, G5, as they say. Uh, no, uh, nope. my cousin has a daughter. Uh, so she is in eighth grade. And so she is the oldest of Her the eighth. fifth generation. And But she also has helped at the Bavarian restaurant uh, in our candy department um, as well. So yes, and all of those in the fifth generation, uh, they have been exposed to the business. They know what it is. But obviously, you know, given their young age, um, yeah. we're not having them start, you know, trimming chicken or anything yet. But right. they, we all get dressed in our German and we represent the family as well. And so um, everyone, you know, we're all in it 100%. That, that's great. You talked a bit about, you know, some things you brought back from Chicago and ideas you bring in. Talk, I mean, the, you're, you're also your family, your business has some, you know, some real emphasis on kind of giving back and supporting the community. So just talk mm -hmm. a little bit about what all you do in that, in, 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 in and around Frankenmuth and even beyond that, just so we capture that. So obviously within the town of Frankenmuth, uh, we're very involved with the different civic organizations, uh, JCs, Lions, Rotary, I mean, whatever it may be, and all of their projects that they have uh, within Frankenmuth is part of Saginaw County. Um, so I was a Saginaw County Chamber Ambassador uh, for a number of years as well uh, to represent the entire area. And there are a lot of projects. Um, I will be very glad when some of these no longer need to be in existence, um, like for you know, different advocacies or like for children or whatnot, when um, the world's a better place. But we support all of them as well. Uh, and then for our region. Um, we're part of the Great Lakes Bay region. And so it's important to give back. And people say, you know, we don't do it for recognition. You know, we don't give back so our name is out there. We do it because it's the right thing right. to do. Great. So, you know, and I mean, it's just to us, I, we don't differentiate, you know, for some of these things they say, oh, it's good for the bottom line. Well, all right. Yeah. But sometimes we just, we are giving money or we're helping our team members because they need help. And what's the bottom line? You know, it's not about making money. It's about what kind of an impact do you have? You know, there was a phrase, do you like to be successful or significant? Anyone could be successful. Anyone could be a millionaire if they don't care how they made the money. But, you know, when we make decisions, we want to be significant for our team members. We want to be significant for our communities that we're working in and significant for each other. And um, our core values is core, or excuse me, the four core values is trust, respect, optimism, and fun. And so for those values, that is not just, I mean, that's our, our personal family's values, as well as for our entire corporation. Well, you've, you've, you've well captured your history, kind of looking at the future, things you're dealing with now, your creed, your values, yourself a little bit. Is there anything else I forgot to ask you or touch on about the, the, the sort of 
story of, of your really special, I would say significant family business? Uh, no, I'm, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, my cousins, brothers and I, you know, uh, we plan to be here uh, as long as possible. So we invite everyone to come to Frankenmuth and have some chicken or go down a water slide at the hotel, uh, do some shopping uh, because we're in it for the long haul. So we look forward to uh, our mission is to create enjoyable experiences. And we look forward to creating those enjoyable experiences for many, many years to come. My grandfather had um, a quote in his office, and we still talk about it um, quite often. This business shall continue forever. And we truly me do mean that. And we plan to be here as long as God is willing. Uh, I mean, that, that's wonderful, Martha. I think, you know, the, the Bavarian Inn and the Zender family of businesses, I, I, I mean, before Built to Last, you're talking about building it forever. And I thank you for sharing this story with the listeners. And we'll look forward to kind of reaction to people hearing it that know your story and that are hearing about it or learning it for the first time. I guess, am I supposed to say, is it, what do I say, Danka? Or <laughs> yeah, you can say Danka Shane. Danka Shane. Generation Excellence is hosted by me, Jamie Michelson, with help from SMZers Eric Freiberger, Sam Daly, Eric Head, and Joel Bienenfeld. Thanks also to Randy and his team at Stage 3 Audio. Thank you for listening, and please give some of the other episodes a try. One more thing, if you have comments or a suggested future guest, please don't be afraid to contact me.